Welcome back to the Pearls and Pearls podcast. I'm your host, Peter Kay. Happy August and welcome to a new month. I hope you're doing well. And I really hope and pray that this month is gonna be a blessing, not only for me, but I hope it's gonna be the same for you too. So in this episode, I wanted to share with you some money lessons I wish I'd learned sooner. There are a lot of things in life that I wish I'd learned sooner. And I think what I might do is make this a little series of things that I wish I'd know sooner about different topics. So we're gonna start off with money as I'm a finance coach and speaking about money and finance is a passion of mine. So there's quite a few money lessons I wish I'd learned sooner, but I've summarized them to seven different lessons. And I would also love to know from you, what are some money lessons that you wish you'd learned sooner? So definitely share that with me. I'm gonna put a question box up on my Instagram stories at some point this week and I wanna hear from you. If you're not already following me on my other social media platforms, check out the show notes and you'll be able to find all my handles there. Now, the first lesson about money that I wish I'd learned sooner is just how easy it is to fall into the payday cycle. I feel like this is one of the biggest traps in adulthood when it comes to money. Falling into the payday cycle is so easy and it's not something you need to think about. You can naturally fall into it if you're not intentional about how you manage your money. And for a long time, this was my reality. I was in that payday cycle. I would get paid within a couple of days, I would blow my whole salary and I would be counting down the days to the next payday. And it was only when I got married, if I'm honest with you, that I really started to take my finances more serious. And I think it's because for me, adulthood and really taking my life and being responsible serious started with marriage because prior to that, I lived at home. So even if I blew through my salary, I lived at home, I was still gonna eat, I'd be okay. You know, I didn't really have anyone depending on me or anyone that I had to be accountable to. Apart from the little help that I gave at home, which was like 300 pounds a month, considering my salary was, I think just under 2K at that salary, most of my salary was mine for myself. I didn't have major bills apart from the 300 pounds I would give at home and also my phone bill, which I think at the time was like 30 pounds. So bear in mind, I had well over 1,500 to myself and don't ask me where that money went because I don't know. <laughs> apart from saving up for my wedding and moving expenses, I don't know where that money went. But anyway, so yeah, that's definitely one of the lessons that I wish I had learned sooner. I wish I had been more responsible with my money sooner than I had. I mean, it's not a major regret, but it's definitely something that would allow me to have more money than I have today. Um, But at the end of the day, I think when you know better, you do better. And now I know better, so I have no excuse. But that's definitely the thing I wish I had learned. And I know my mum, she always tried to instill in me savings. Because even when she'd see that I was broke, she'd always ask me like, where's your money going? Why don't you have money you're working? And I'd be like, so embarrassed that I would not ask her for money because I didn't want the lecture. But I wish I had learned that lesson sooner. And I would say the importance of having a money management strategy is the lesson within that. When you have a money management strategy that you follow, it's a lot easier for you to avoid falling into the payday cycle, which unfortunately many people are living in. And it's not always because they don't have a money management strategy, but nine times out of 10, that is the reason why. 
The second lesson that I wish I'd learned sooner is that overdraft isn't free money and it can easily become very addictive. When I first got my first overdraft, I think I was about 19 or 20. I remember being quite young and I know that my limit was 350 pounds and I understood to an extent what an overdraft was i knew okay it's not my money i knew that in theory but i always thought you know as long as i pay it back it's okay but for me it definitely became a habit in my early 20s relying on my overdraft so what would happen was within maybe a week or two of getting paid i'd overspend my salary would be gone and i would be pretty much for the next two weeks or so using my overdraft to get by and that did not need to be my reality it was just a case of me overspending and not having an actual budget but just going with the flow and going with the vibes and just thinking oh well I know I'm gonna pay back the overdraft so it's okay so for a long time it really did become a habit for me and in my head I always thought because I know I'm gonna pay it it's okay so there's a lot of money that I wasted on bank fees on overdraft fees because with the bank that I was with with that overdraft they charged you daily I think it was one pound which doesn't seem a lot but if you're in overdraft for two weeks that's 14 pounds plus the money that you have actually used you're gonna pay back and and if you're doing that every month all of that money accrues and it all adds up up until today I haven't had the courage to go back through my old bank statements and calculate how much I've wasted on overdraft because I don't think I'm ready to see that reality especially knowing that I'm never going to get that money back that I wasted because it wasn't a case that you know I had super high expenses and I needed to pay for things to get by it was really just a matter of a lack of strategy and a lack of self-control with my spending um but yeah that's definitely the second thing that I wish I had learned sooner overdraft is not free money and just understanding how credit works in general thankfully at that stage of my life I never had a credit card well to be fair I don't have a credit card now but if I was to get a credit card now I understand how credit works I'm a lot more disciplined when it comes to my money I'm better now at managing credit so I don't think it would be a major issue for me I just don't have one because I don't really want one to be honest and my credit is good without one so for now, I'm good on the credit card aspect. The next lesson that I wish I'd learned sooner is about emotions when it comes to money. Our emotions and how we navigate them can have a huge impact on how we manage our money and how we manage our finances. And I wish I had learned that sooner because when I did start taking my finances seriously and I started budgeting, I started planning how I wanted to spend my money and really creating a proper financial plan for myself, I didn't factor in the emotional side of spending, the emotional side of how we deal with our finances. It's easy to set out our budget once you know how, but understanding that your emotions are also going to have an impact on how you spend, on how you think, on how you navigate your day to day. And that's definitely not a factor that I have thought about more. In my head, it's like I've created the budget, so that means I'm going to stick to it. And I would get really frustrated when I would find that, you know, we overspent on our budget. When I say we, I mean me and my husband, because sometimes it might not necessarily be me or it might not be him, it might be vice versa. But that was definitely not a factor that I would think about. I would just think about the number side of things, but forgetting the human side of things as well. So something I've learned along the way is that we also need to be aware of our emotions. We need to be aware of our weaknesses when it comes to certain things. So if I know for myself, one of the things that could cause me to overspend or to spend that's not necessarily my budget is if I've not organized myself for something and I need it. So let's say there's no food at home. I can't bother to cook. I've had a long day. I'm tired. I'm going to 
probably end up buying food or getting a takeaway because I haven't organized. So what I try to do each week is organize what I'm going to cook. I plan out my days. I schedule the day my husband's going to cook as well. So I know, okay, these are the days I'm cooking. So there's going to be food at home. There's going to be the ingredients there and I'm less likely to fall into that. Oh, let's get a takeaway. And that really helps sometimes when we are disorganized or when we haven't planned or factored for certain things we end up spending more than we intend to and even if i am going to get a takeaway it's going to be on a day that i've planned it or if it's a case that it's in the budget and i know it's not going to cause any issues and it's not going to cause me to overspend then you know why not it's fine also speaking on emotions understanding what your triggers are when it comes to how you spend and how you make certain financial decisions. You know, if you know you're the kind of person that if you've had a bad day, you have that mindset of, because this is what happened to me. When I was in a really, really stressful job, one of my triggers would be at the end of the day, if I've had a stressful day, it's like, do you know what? Let me treat myself. So if I saw something that I like, or it might even be something simple, like, I don't know, a cake, or a dessert, a new dessert place, or a new place that sells something nice that I like, I might be then prone to spend because I've had a bad day, and in my head, my brain is telling me, treat yourself, this is gonna make you feel better, buy that thing, eat that thing, you know, sweet, it's gonna make you feel better. So again, understanding my triggers and understanding, you know, those habits and patterns that I had helped me to actually spend better. So being aware of your weaknesses, if you know you're the kind of person that you cannot go into a store and not buy something, then if you know you're having a bad day or you you know you're prone to the sale and it's not in your budget right now, then don't set yourself up to fail. We often think that we are stronger than we are and I think when it comes to money and our emotions, it's better for you to be safe than to be sorry. There's nothing worse than buying something and then having that buyer's regret about it. So knowing your weaknesses, knowing the things that triggers you is going to help you so much when it comes to managing your money. Also, another thing that I would say is really important on the emotional front is not making important financial decisions when your emotions are heightened. So for example, if you are desperate for money, not making financial decisions at that moment in time, because the choices you make is very likely they're going to be poor ones. So many times when people take out excessive credit or loans that they later can't afford, it's often when they are going through a difficult time, when their emotions are heightened, maybe they're stressed or they're quickly trying to solve a problem in their head, what they're going to do is going to solve it, but sometimes it even makes it worse. So when your emotions are heightened, try to avoid making decisions in that moment. It's better for you to make a decision when you're level-headed, when you've truly assessed the situation, when you've actually analyzed what you are getting yourself into, and before taking on any financial commitments, really assessing the pros and cons and whether you can afford to take on that expense or not. Because it's so easy in the moment when your emotions are heightened and you're trying to solve a problem quickly that you make a decision in haste that you'll later regret so that's definitely something that I would say is super important and I wish I had learned sooner now the next lesson I wish I had learned sooner is the idea of making your money work for you this was not a concept that was you know fresh in my mind that I knew about years ago this was something that I learned within the last five years and I wish I had learned it sooner because there are so many different investing vehicles that you can use that don't all require a lot of capital to get started you know When I was younger and I'd always think about investing, I'd always think I need to have a lot of money to get started. 
I'd always think about property investing. That's always been something that's been on my mind that I've wanted to do. But again, getting into property and investing in that and owning your own properties does require a lot of capital to get started. So again, for me at that stage, it's like, oh, I know I can't do that right now. So that's out of my head. But making your money work for you, there's so many different vehicles that you can use. And when I learned and understood that investing in the stock market was actually something that was accessible to me, and I started to do my research, I started to have more of an understanding of how it works, and even understanding things like pensions, understanding what your pension is actually invested in and how pensions work. All of those things are so important, and I think it's so important for us to understand what it is because maybe each month you're paying into your pension but you don't really understand how the pension works what you're currently investing in and what you're actually looking to gain prospectively at the end of all of this so I think understanding the concept of making my money work for me is definitely something I wish I'd learned sooner especially when I was in a position where I didn't have financial responsibilities and I lived at home if I had started that at that stage when I was living at home making my money working for me whether that was through investing in the stock market or even saving up to have an investment property I would be laughing right now but unfortunately I was not doing that I was I was team spending, not saving and not investing as much as I could have. But at the end of the day, like I said earlier, when we know better, we do better. And I know better, so I'm doing better now. So yeah, that's definitely something I wish I had learned sooner. One of the books that definitely spurred me on my journey was reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad. It spoke briefly about budgeting. It definitely introduced the idea of having a strategy for your money. It, in, it introduced the idea of making your money work for you, investing in passive income sources, minding your business, the idea of being focused on your finances, on your goals, and really being intentional about how you're going to navigate your money. So that definitely got me thinking a lot about investing and it and it really spurred me on my journey to even start so I would definitely say that I'm very grateful for the Rich Dad Poor Dad book because it was one of those books at the beginning of my journey that helped me to reframe my thinking when it came to finances. The next lesson I wish I had learned sooner is about careers and choosing a career that you enjoy is also as important as the salary. Starting off at the beginning of my career my focus was mainly, I'm not going to lie to you, it was on the money. If the money was good, if the bag was good, I was ready for the job. And understanding and having gone through experiences in jobs that I hated and jobs that were very stressful, toxic environments, all kinds of things. Um, I actually have a YouTube video talking about toxic workplaces, so check that one out. But having gone through those experiences, it really humbled me and it made me realize that, yes, salary is important, but you also need to be in a career and in an environment where you actually enjoy being there. We spend so much of our time at work. I mean, I'm literally at work every single week. Okay, granted, I work three days a week, but I'm there every week unless I've taken off leave or I'm sick. I am there. And it's so important for you to be in an environment where you feel safe, an environment where you feel valued, an environment that you actually enjoy what you're doing of course you may not necessarily wake up every day booming ready to go excited that you have work but there still needs to be some aspect that you enjoy there needs to be some aspect outside of the money that keeps you going whether it's helping people whether it's actually enjoying what you do or being mentally stimulated or the environment 
there needs to be something. And if you are someone that's starting off in your career, or even maybe you're at a, a crossroads right now where you don't enjoy what you do, but maybe the money's good, or maybe you do enjoy what you do, but the money isn't good, because sometimes you can be in that position too. I think it's all about navigating to find that balance between doing something you love, but something that also allows you to be able to build a good life for yourself, whatever that looks like to you. So that's definitely a lesson that I learned that humbled me two years ago. The next lesson that I wish I'd learned sooner is the fact that money can have an impact on your relationships. Now, I'm not only talking about romantic relationships when you get to a stage where you're managing your finances together or your finances have merged in some way. I'm also referring to friendships because let's say you lend a friend or family member money that can have an impact on your relationships. And I think ultimately when it comes to money, business, finances, all of those things, it can get very messy when you start doing business or when you start having money transactions with friends and family. And I think it's important to learn to communicate your expectations. This is the aspect that's important. I remember years ago, I'd lent a friend money. And for me, if I lend you the money, it's because I trust you and I think you're going to pay me back. And, you know, the person had delayed a little bit to pay me back. So, you know, I'd seen this person going out, spending money. And I'm thinking, okay, so where's my money? (laughs) So, you know, I'd send them a message. And it was kind of an awkward conversation, which I never wanted to have. I did get the money back. But what I did learn from that situation is just how awkward money can be when it comes to relationships, when expectations are not met. And I also learned that, you know what? Never lend money you can't afford to get back. That's something my mum would always drum into me growing up do not lend money you can't afford to get back if you can afford to not get it back lend that money it's fine but if it's something you're depending on do not lend it because it can cause so many unnecessary issues that you just don't want so that's definitely something that I learned and I think also communicating expectations if you're going to lend someone money you know because sometimes it's important to know what that money's for understanding a little bit about their situation of course for the person that's borrowing the money it can be awkward it can be embarrassing to ask someone for money but for the person lending it it's also important I mean they're giving you their money they're showing that they trust you and really making clear your expectations as to when you're going to receive that money back how you want to receive it back and so on is important so making sure that you communicate expectations when it comes to money is so important. And when it comes to the relationship side, one of the things that I definitely did find difficult when it came to managing money in my marriage was being able to get on the same page and being able to find a way that worked best for both of us. Because going from being single and just doing whatever you want with your money to now having to be accountable to someone else is really difficult. And, you know, sometimes there may be moments where, let's say my husband's overspent on something. And for me, that, you know, that might annoy me or might upset me. But then it's also for me giving him that grace as well, you know, because sometimes I might overspend on certain things and being able also to communicate my frustrations in a way that's also loving, in a way that's also, you know, not too hard on him and vice versa. So for me, I would say it was difficult learning to navigate those conversations. Speaking about money is not always easy, especially when you're not on the same page or you have different ideas about the topic or it's something that's a bit awkward to talk about. So learning to communicate those things and work through those things and 
coming to an agreement together was definitely very helpful and those conversations now are a lot better and a lot smoother and I think also in a relationship if your finances are somehow aligned together it's important for you to set aside time where you can both discuss your expectations your goals how you're spending what you both are working towards any issues you may be having or even ideas of how you both think you can improve your finances I think setting the space for those conversations helps more than when you just have a random pop-up oh yeah let's talk you know because sometimes the person might not be in the space for that conversation so that's something that I learned as well about timing and also saying you know is now the right time to speak about this or that it can make such a huge difference to the direction of the conversation so setting aside time to discuss financial matters is so important in a relationship so if you have if you are in a relationship and your finances are merged in some way or you plan on being committed together make sure you're having conversations about money because it's very important it's one of those topics that a lot of people sweep under the carpet because it is awkward it does require a level of trust and vulnerability to speak about some of those things maybe you have debt you've never spoken to your partner about or they have debt or they have some concerns that you've not spoken about but it's so important if you want to build your life together and you want to have great intimacy in your relationship you need to be able to discuss these things. It may not be easy, it may be awkward, but it's important. And it's definitely better to have these conversations sooner rather than later. Because a lot of the times people avoid having conversations about money and finances, and then it becomes this huge issue later on in the relationship. So the sooner you're able to get on the same page to really assess whether you're both compatible in this area and whether there's certain things you need to work on, the better it's going to be for both of you. And the last money lesson I wish I'd learned sooner is that irrespective of what you earn, big or small, always adopt the habit of saving a percentage of your income. Growing up, this was always something my mom would stress. She would always say, even if it's a little, you should still save something. And for me, my brain was always the case of, if I'm saving, I need to be saving for something, to buy something. That was always my brain and how I kind of process saving it always needs to be for something but now being an adult and seeing how unpredictable life can be how the economy can be learning that even if you're just saving for the sake of saving is still important even if you're just saving for that emergency fund or so you can have that cushion to leave your job if you hate it or should you need to move short notice you have the funds to do so so learning that no matter how much you earn whether it's a little or a lot save a percentage of your income if you make that a habit it's going to be so much easier for you it's so easy for us to say oh when I start earning x amount whatever that amount is in your head that you fantasize about and you think when I earn it that's when everything will change for me if you already start to adopt that habit now even if it's small because if you cannot manage the small trust me you will not be able to manage a lot That's one of the things I noticed about myself. As my salary would increase, guess what happened? My spending would increase. So I had to learn to rein that in. I had to learn to reduce that lifestyle inflation so that I could really see the benefit of having a higher salary. So that's also something that's really important as well. And if you say, you know, Peter K, I don't really have savings or I do have savings. I think once you're at a stage where you have some emergency savings saved up, whether that's going to be a month worth of income or even a week's worth of income, you know, as a starting point, work your way up to have at least, let's say, three months 
of expenses and then also think about other things that you want to save for alongside of that so whether it's going to be a purpose-driven fund so I call a purpose-driven fund you know when you're saving for something specific it might be a holiday it might be something you want to buy yourself it could be a house it could be getting married it could be paying for a course that you want to do a trip you want to take something you want to treat yourself to whatever the purpose may be or if it's a case of your saving investment funds, saving money that you wanna invest in something, it's definitely important to be clear about what you are saving for and, and really having a plan for it, you know, factoring that amount into your budget each month, whether it's gonna be saving weekly or monthly, whatever works for you, but definitely making it an emotional priority is very important. So these are some of the money lessons that I wish I'd learned sooner. There's definitely some other ones I could have added in there, but I wanna know from you guys, what are some of the money lessons that you wish you would have learned sooner? And let me know, what should I do in the next episode? Should I do life lessons I wish I'd learned sooner or relationship lessons I wish I'd known sooner? Or maybe even marriage lessons actually. I don't know, let me know. I'm gonna do a part of my story at some point over the next two weeks. So if you do follow me on Instagram, definitely check out my stories and look out for that so help me decide what the next episode in the series is going to be so I'm looking forward to it I hope you enjoyed today's episode if you did and you haven't already left a rating or review if the platform you're on allows you to do so please do it makes such a difference and I would really really appreciate it Well, like I said at the beginning of the episode, happy new month, happy August. I hope and pray this month will be a blessing for you. If you've got any questions or any topics you'd like me to cover in future episodes, don't be shy. Let me know what you want to hear. Otherwise, you're going to hear what I want you to hear. (laughs) Have a great rest of your week and I'll catch you in the next episode.